Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of vice. It's Wednesday, February 13th. I'm Sophie Casas. Today, we're talking about how Amazon is getting into the education game and what that might look like. In one of Amazon's latest sweeping announcements, the corporate giant made another move in New York City. Only this time, it wasn't about moving into a new neighborhood. It was about moving into the classroom. Amazon announced it would fund computer science classes in 130 local high schools and promised to offer a new cloud computing certificate program in colleges across the region. While the pledge looks on its face like a generous one from the richest company in the world, the plan wasn't even coordinated with the City Department of Education. So today, Vice's news editor Matt Taylor is talking to reporter Ankita Rao about what it means for Amazon to infiltrate America's school system and whether or not it will put even a dent in the inequality that plagues it. So Ankita, you've been writing a lot about big tech and cities and how they shape social policy in the world we live in, whether it's housing, it's almost always housing and rent and what these companies, the people who work for them do for what people pay to live anywhere from the Bay Area to Seattle to New York. But in your most recent story, you actually talked more about education and the fact that Amazon is getting into that game. What exactly is going on there? Amazon announced two different programs in New York last week. One of them is called Amazon Future Engineers, and it's focused on grade school kids. And they rolled it out across 130 schools in New York. And essentially, they're providing computer science curriculum through a program called Adhesive and training for teachers and materials for students that are branded with sort of Amazon messaging. And then the second program is more directly related to the headquarters that are, as far as I know, still on track to be opened in New York. And those are focused on community colleges and give students the opportunity to have a cloud computing certificate. And that's through Amazon Web Services education program. And so that's more of a job training program. So big businesses and tech companies having branded public projects like City Bike in New York is not exactly a new story. But what exactly will this Amazon program look like in terms of its own bottom line as opposed to actually helping kids or teenagers, young people, have upward social mobility and actually do something on their own? On the surface, nobody's going to complain about 
a school getting more money, more computers, more resources for its teachers. But I was interested in taking a deeper look into this because anytime you have a company like Amazon or any tech company really, you always have to look out for the interests of that company and how it plays out through all the different decisions they make, whether philanthropic or corporate. So I saw this announcement that Amazon had piloted a program for the past year and then introduced a program in November that started computer science classes in schools. And I just had to know exactly what they were trying to do, why they were doing it, and what impact it was going to have on students. Right. And every time a private entity like a tech company, it always seems to be tech companies lately, gets involved in education, I think it's fair to wonder what their angle is or what their aim is. And I know one of the things that tends to rub me the wrong way, and it's not just tech, like I'm one of those people who doesn't like City Bike because it has a corporate logo on it. In this case with education, it seems like Amazon, as you said, is providing something that could be good and that could be useful uh, for some kids, especially as they put it, they're focused on lower income schools. But there's also this sort of other side of it where all the materials or some of the materials at least are Amazon branded. And I guess I wonder when you're trying to assess how much good something like this is going to do, is it important to just like put aside those kind of like aesthetic concerns How much mobility does it seem like a program like this might actually provide if we can kind of get past the logos and the branding and the fact that Jeff Bezos is influencing education? So I think that's the big question, right? Because it's, it's, you know, looking at not only the impact of the program, but what sort of message it's sending um, and where it fits into, you know, what our society is trying to do with education as a whole. And that's also the part that stresses me out the most, because when you look at these programs, they're providing computer science classes in schools that have a lot of different issues, including classroom size and zoning issues. Maybe their their other classes are really weak. And focusing on a specific skill set that leads them to a specific type of job, I think, in some ways is undervaluing education as a whole and undervaluing that student in the process because we see this in global education programs too or like charity aid programs across the world where it almost seems like the message is hey these kids have nothing here's like we're gonna throw them a bone here you know and that disregards not only the fact that those kids are not gonna get a full equal opportunity compared to their counterparts but also that these companies are giving them the one skill set where they can use to then work at a company just like theirs, and that too not even really rise up to the upper tiers of that company, but sort of populate a tier of employment. Because if you look at a company like Amazon or if you look at a Facebook or an Apple, the people who are making it to the top still tend to be people from a specific part of society or a specific background, even if they didn't necessarily have a master's degree or something like that, they still tend to be sort of rich white men. Right. And Amazon, as you kind of alluded to, isn't doing this education push in a vacuum. On the one hand, other companies like Facebook have been involved, uh, whether it's large donations through charitable foundations, and then also cases where their involvement garnered pushback from parents There were concerns, I know, in at least one case 
uh, more than one case about data being collected about students. But Amazon also has a very specific political aim, it would seem, though I know the company has kind of tried to walk around this, which is that, as you've been covering, it's in the middle of this big fight over building its new second headquarters in Long Island City in Queens, along with a new one in Virginia. Public opinion, from what I've seen, has largely supported the deal, but there are a bunch of individual politicians and activists who are really against it. And I wonder, I can't help wondering, and I know Amazon has kind of argued that this is not really what they're doing, that making a sort of splash with a big initiative about education when they're dealing with pushback from politicians and others who don't like the idea of Amazon moving into New York is one way to kind of silence or at least sort of stem that criticism. Definitely. I think that it would be naive to think that an announcement like this has nothing to do with the headquarters, especially because even though they're working in schools across the country, they are putting a lot of funding into these 130 New York schools where the headquarters will be. And both the spokespeople I talked to, the ones for the school initiative as well as the jobs training initiative in community colleges, which is more directly related to HQ2. But both of the spokespeople said that the education programs in the schools are not directly related to the headquarters, but at the same time think it's going to be a good sort of community initiative in New York. And so I do think they're trying to garner this support across people and sort of mute some, you know, some of those sentiments around anti-Amazon and say, hey, look, we're being good neighbors and we're, we're, you know, funding your kids' educations and, and sort of sending this softer message um, while all of the other impacts of their announcements are already being seen and all the infrastructure is already being stretched around the new headquarters. They're, I think it's pretty obvious and I think suggested to some extent that it's all tied together. Right. And this latest education push from the company, not only does it not come in a vacuum in the sense that they've been working on this HQ2 project, but specifically around the time that you were working on your story around the time this education initiative was rolled out, I should say initiatives, plural, there was a report in the Washington Post suggesting that the company might actually be rethinking plans to build in New York. Essentially that there's been so much pushback from activists concerned about the impact on housing, on rent, on other issues, that why wouldn't the company just choose a city that wants it more? And I guess I'm interested in we don't we should we don't want to speculate about the company's motives and it's it's impossible to know whether it's going to pull back on its plans. I know the most powerful politicians in New York, Andrew Cuomo, the governor, and Bill de Blasio, the mayor, seem to still think it's full steam ahead with this thing. But it seems like Amazon in general, and even Jeff Bezos in particular, are both kind of figuring out how do they operate in a country where they're so visible, they're so baked into the fabric of everyday life that everything they do will be scrutinized and their motives will be scrutinized, even if perhaps they're good? I mean, I think that's the question in New York, right? Because there are other cities that were vying for Amazon to come that at least to whatever extent that they think they need those jobs or, or that boost to their economies would have been a lot more welcoming. And New York is not only pushing back, but also sort of poking at these huge 
problems with Amazon that it's been trying to overcome in the last few years. So they're poking at its issues with immigration and having um, worked with ICE before. It's poking at their problems with unionizing their workers, which they've always refused to do. So I think that what we're seeing is not just, I don't think the question is just whether Amazon will be able to come to New York peacefully or whether, you know, New Yorkers will, will ever fully welcome them or if, you know, if it's politics over money. I think it's also a question of New York has sort of exposed even further the underbelly of Amazon and, and sort of decided that um they're going to keep doing that as this process goes further, or if, even if they do renege on the deal, I think there's a whole new consciousness around some of those things. And I think the question there is whether or not Amazon comes to New York, what will happen to the company now that more people than ever are aware of some of those things? Right. And speaking of exposure, I think we would be remiss if we didn't touch on the fact that even as this latest chapter in New York's kind of will-they-or-won't-they battle over a new headquarters has been unfolding and these education initiatives are being rolled out. The CEO of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, sort of took to Medium and wrote a blog post last week, a pretty extraordinary post, describing allegations of blackmail by people affiliated with the National Enquirer and American media. These allegations centered on photos that Bezos says he was threatened with the publication of, among other things. Does this more salacious story and the fact that he handled it in a pretty remarkable way and the fact that this company that publishes the National Enquirer is tied into the federal investigations of the White House, among other things, does any of that kind of matter for how Amazon functions as a company day to day or how it hopes to erect this headquarters and hopes to have more involvement in education? Or is his is his kind of personal saga basically divorced from this story? I think that any stories like that, and in, in which case that story particularly made Bezos look like a hero, and I think stories like that always humanize this person that's very easy to demonize because he's so rich and because the company is so um, ubiquitous at this point and inescapable for us. But I think that that being said, none of what he's doing or saying really changes the sort of facts of what's happening on the ground, what his workers are experiencing, what people in neighborhoods around Amazon campuses are experiencing. So I think the people most affected by Amazon are not going to forgive him based on a story like that, especially because even while it makes him look sort of more honest and, and maybe more powerful in some ways, it also exposes sort of his shady sleaziness in a different way. So I think that there's a lot going on there. And at the end of the day, I think the story here in New York, at least, and about the headquarters is about how people's lives are being disrupted. And I think that's going to win out, in, at least locally. You can read the full story at vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. And tune in again on Friday for another Vice Guide to Right Now.